Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to get stuck into our CTWs for Supercoach 2024. We've gone through all the other positions except for centre wing and fullback. Uh, the 5'8s and halfback, they dropped as a combo yesterday, so go back and have a listen to that one. We recorded that one just before New Year's, dropped it yesterday, so I want to wish you all a very happy New Year, a very, very exciting year of Guru coming up. If you enjoy the content, love the content you got a lot to look forward to this year. A couple of big announcements and whatnot. It's going to be super exciting. But let's get stuck into the CTWs for Supercoach, what you've come here for. The team picker is obviously open. I've gone through CTW. I've had a quick look. I'm going to sort of go player by player, tell you what stands out to me. Now, obviously, we're looking to pick a team to start the season. Uh, so I think especially in your CTWs, you're looking to make a bit of coin uh, and you're looking for value players. You might start with one or two guns there. Uh, we'll talk about your approach there and how you want to go about it. But as I've said on another number of occasions for me I look at the start of every season you don't tend to have these unbelievable high scoring games um, so for me personally I wouldn't be investing overly heavily on um, on your absolute guns out in the CTWs that's how I'm approaching it that's my approach uh, whether that's right or not we will see after about four or five weeks but it's up to you guys how you want to do it for me I think the biggest thing with CTWs is you got to back your gut in you got to back your gut feel in for me I don't feel like it's going to be worthwhile having a heap of guns in your CTWs to start the season. If you think it will be, you got to back your gut feel in on it. A lot of CTWs is about gut feel. Uh, obviously, with your forwards and whatnot, it's a lot more stats. It's a lot more easier to predict and whatnot when it comes to you know your outside backs in rugby league, especially super coach wise. They can be a lot more volatile. They can be up and down, and you've got to make that decision yourself. And if you've got a good feeling about someone. Go all in on it. Back your gut in. Started this, this time last year. I backed in Isaac Tungo to start the season. Uh, started really slow. I got cold feet and I bailed out of it. Um, and obviously he had injuries and stuff last year, but he went on to average 68. So would have turned out to be a pretty good pick. But I got cold feet. I didn't back my gut feeling there, and I went in a different direction. Uh, you've got to make the decision how you want to go about it. My gut feel uh, for the start of the season was that Jermaine Osako wouldn't be able to keep it up all season. He did. He absolutely brained it. Campbell Graham was 
another one that I went very early. I uh, was happy to get Campbell Graham last year. He killed it for me. Just injury held him back. And Dane Gagai was another one that I went after as well. Uh, towards the back end of the season, I went Kohler. He obviously came home and blew it away in the back end of the season. So it's a lot about gut feel. When it goes right, it's sensational. When it goes wrong, it's a shit fight. But I think you would rather with these CTWs back in your gut feel uh, instead of just following the crowd. That's how I approach it anyway. Let's have a look at some of the CTWs for 2024. So the top of the hit list, we got Greg Marcio at 789K, uh, priced at a 77.3 average. I mean, if you're starting with KP, maybe Marcio could entice you a little bit. Uh, but for me, it's probably a little bit too much Bicky for me to spend on a guy like Marcio. I will plan to get him in during the season, uh, but I don't think it'll be round one. Jermaine Asako, he's in a very similar boat for me. I will say this about Jermaine Asako. Um, 700 183k. It's a lot of Bicky to spend. Uh, the Dolphins obviously coming to their second year. Are they going to be as good as they were last year? Are they going to be better? Remains to be seen. I will say this about Jermaine Asako. For me, he isn't really... I won't be considering him to start the season, but if you are keen on Jermaine Asako and you think he's going to start well, and then all of a sudden, if he lands with Jake Abrillo as his right centre, um, that opens up Jermaine Asako massively. We saw last season uh, when he had Branko Lee inside him, he was absolutely killing it, Asako. When he changed to, you know, Val Tafade, uh, and Aiken guys that didn't have uh, the level of passing game that Branko did, um, he did suffer a little bit, not too much, to be fair. But Jake Abrillo, he, is, uh, he has got such a nice little pass on him. His timing is sensational. If you're a winger, Jake Avrilo is a fantastic guy to have inside you. He also quite often creates things out of dummy half around the ruck using his wingers. So plenty of opportunity there if Jake Avrilo lands inside him. Outside of that, I won't really be looking at Jermaine Asako. And even with Avrilo, as much as I like it, I'll be looking to spend my big bucks elsewhere. Uh, next on the list, Dane Gagai obviously finished sensationally last year. I think you need to remember the guy outside him, Dom Young, was on absolute fire, scored 20 25 tries last season. So Gagai at 739k are probably looking a different direction. Val Holmes, 736k. I don't think there's too much upside there. I think Val is who Val is. Uh, he is a guy that I will plan to have in at some point, but I won't be starting with him. Ruben Garrick. He's interesting. Obviously, gets Tommy Turbo back. Uh, we know that Ruben Garrick, he is a little bit Tommy Turbo-proof because when he gets injured, he tends to play fullback and he scores well. Uh, but we know that when you know Turbo is playing and Ruben Garrick's on that left side, he tends to score a lot of tries. Rumors that he might move to the centers. I'm not totally convinced on the center move. Uh, and I sort of said that at the start of last year when it was being spoken about, even when he did get moved to center briefly. Um, and, you know, he obviously played uh, against the Dolphins at center that night, scored a 160 and everyone sort of said, oh, well, he should be in the centres. Um, I'm not personally convinced by that. You have a look at his other games at centre. Uh, he played centre in round nine. He scored 35 points against the Titans. Uh, played centre in round 16 against the Eels. Scored 26 uh, against Melbourne, 62. Roosters, 78. Uh, so he has good games there. There's no doubt about it. But for me, I'm just, I'm not quite sure if him playing playing center is the best thing for him, I personally think he's a better winger than he is center, and I think he's better at super coach uh, when he's playing out there as well. So the center thing doesn't over appeal, overly appeal to me. You have a look at that 169 that he scored. Very, very impressive against the Dolphins. He did score 85 literally in scoring, so that's goal kicking and tries. So a lot of points come from there, a lot of line breaks and whatnot as well. So uh, I'd rather him on the wing personally, uh, but Ruben Garrick, probably not a guy I'm looking 
looking at. I don't think I'll start with Turbo either, so that makes it a lot less appealing. Brian Toto is an interesting one, 720K. This is the first guy I get to on this list that I'm genuinely interested in. Uh, you have a look at Brian Toto last year playing outside Stephen Crichton. Didn't get as much ball as we would have liked towards the back end of the season. Isaac Tungo moved over there. Uh, still probably didn't get as much ball as you would have liked off him. Uh, I think that if it is Taylor May, I haven't really seen Taylor May play center before, uh, but you know, could be a little get on there. 720K for Brian Toto. Uh, Nathan Cleary just coming into his absolute imperial years over the next few seasons. I think that right edge is going to be fucking humming for the Penrith Panthers. So Toto, you have to be considering him at 720K. Dallin Watani Zalesniak's next at 719K. If you're going all in on the Warriors, if you're going SJ, I think you have to go Dallin. I think you'd be stupid not to. Uh, if you're going Roger Tulvasashek, maybe you look at Dallin once again. I didn't own him until the very back end of last season, I think, or maybe I never owned him. I can't remember how it played out, uh, but I won't be paying up for Dallin. I'm just not convinced if the Warriors are going to score as many tries down that edge as they did last year. Not having Dallin last year didn't really hurt me at the end of the day, uh, so I'm looking elsewhere. More so, I'm looking uh, a little bit cheaper to try and make some money. One guy I am interested in, and this might be my little pod play heading into the season, Campbell Graham. I am a huge Campbell Graham fan, as you guys know. He's a guy that I had in my team last year as a little pod, and there's every chance I have him this year. Uh, 703k, which means he's priced at a 69 average. Uh, when you have a look at last season for Campbell Graham, the start of the year, he was incredible. He then had that incident with Marty Tapau, uh, where Marty sort of ran knees first into his chest, and from that point on, I, I, think, I thought it was pretty evident Campbell Graham was injured. He was not at 100%, and his scores did suffer after that. Obviously, South Sydney's form went down, and I personally thought that had quite a bit to do with Campbell Graham uh, playing injured and not being at his best as well. So, Campbell Graham... 700k, a lot of spend. He was averaging 75 before he got injured. He's a, he's a little pod play that I am interested in, Campbell Graham. Very good base stats. And I, I, I once again, you got to back in your gut feel. Campbell Graham's a guy I'm very keen on. So is Isaac Tungo. Huge fan of Isaac Tungo. If he's playing right centre, my God, he becomes appealing. I could If he's playing right centre outside Nath, I could move from Campbell Graham to Isaac Tungo in a heartbeat. Uh, you all know how much of a big fan I am of him, so I will be seriously considering him. This injury stuff is a worry that he's, you know, essentially turning down uh, medical assistance, which is a little bit of a worry. I'm not going to lie, uh, but I, I, you know, I mean, he's been doing that for two or three years now. He's just had a year of tough injuries, so it'll be interesting to see how he bounces back from that. But if Isaac Tungo is at right centre outside Nathan Cleary, he is someone I start to consider very, very quickly. Uh, other guys on this list... Nick Meany, no thank you. Semi Valame finished the season unbelievably well for the Cows. Probably a draft guy we'll look at. Brian Kelly, no. Joey Manu, there's probably a bit of value in him at 650K, but I, I don't know. I, I just felt like Joey last year wasn't quite the Manu uh, that we've come to know over the last few seasons. Maybe I'm talking out of my ass, sort of a vibe thing, but I just felt like towards the back end of last season, he wasn't as... Uh, potent as what I remember him, especially during the year as well. Um, I think that that opportunity to play fullback might be dashed a little bit as well with new guys coming into the side, so at least he gets a couple of shots there and whatnot. James Tedesco might miss origin, so he might not even get those opportunities there. Uh, I'm just, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just not as hot on uh, Joey Manu as I have been in previous years, but at 650K, uh, he's priced at like a 64 average. 2020, uh, he averaged 76 points, so there is a lot to gain there, but you look at previous Previous seasons, 62, 56, 49. Bit going on off the field. Had those hamstring injuries towards the back end of last season. I just, I don't know. 
My gut feel is to leave Joey Manu for now. If there comes a stint where he's playing fullback or 5'8", different conversation. Stephen Crichton, uh, 649k, moving from Penrith to the Bulldogs, obviously playing fullback at the Bulldogs, every chance he goal kicks there. Sure, I still don't think he will average 63, which is what he's priced at last year coming from the Penrith Panthers. I just don't think he'll get as many opportunities. Even though he's playing fullback, he probably gets a few more base stats. Uh, But yeah, 63 is a lot to average in that side. So uh, for me, not considering it. Uh, Dom Young, 640K. I've seen Dom Young floating around a number of teams. I get it. He's an absolute star, an absolute weapon. I just look at the season that he had and I go, okay, 25 tries. Is he going to score more tries than that, standing outside Joey Manu? For me, I personally don't think he will. Um, you know, we quite often see with the Roosters that their attack looks clunky for long periods of time. If you're a winger relying on tries, which Dom Young is to some extent, um, no thanks. I mean, just, you know, average 62 when you score 25 tries in a year. It's, it's a lot of points that you're getting from tries, especially the way that he was scoring them uh, off KP, off Dane Gagai. He was getting the line break on most occasions. Uh, big bit of gear, breaking tackles, and you know only a 62 average when you score 25 tries. Not for me. Herbie Farmworth, very interesting. Uh, I just think he's going from the Broncos to the Dolphins. Less attacking opportunities. I just still think he'll be good in draft and whatnot, but not for me. Lomax. Zach Lomax, very interesting, 630K, and this has got a little caveat on it, of course, if he plays fullback. If he's playing fullback for the Dragons, that changes things. He changes things. He probably gets a lot more ball, uh, and he probably gets a lot more involved in their attack. As shit as their attack is, he averaged 60 points at centre last year. So Zach Lomax has to be seriously considered. What stood out for me at the back end of last season was Lomax's base stats. He pretty much averaged 39 base stats per game at centre towards the back end of last season. So I'm sure that if he was to move to fullback, I think Flano would be saying to it, hey, you have to make a fist to this. You have to go after it. Uh, and I think he would get involved heavily. So he is a guy, Lomax, that I will be keeping an eye on if he's playing fullback. Other guys on this list, uh, Mulatalo, Bess, Suali, Kiraz, Cobo, Jenkins, Ravalawa. None of those guys interest me to start the season. Uh, Hamiso, you know, 58 average last year. Obviously, absolutely blew it away. Had a sensational season. Just has to do a lot to score, Hamiso. Uh, dual position, which is handy. No doubt about that, for, but not for me. Alex Johnston. Uh, there will come a time where we're looking at AJ, but I, I don't think the start of the season will be it. Jack Whiten inside him. Notoriously a very good ball runner. Uh, might see a little bit less ball this year. AJ uh, going to Vegas round one. I think that'll be a pretty tight affair on a thinner field, so... AJ, not for me. Phil Sami, not for me. Matty Timiko, love him, not for me. Cole, I finished the season massive. Uh, boosted me right up the ranks, but back at centre, uh, can't really consider him. And at 580k, that's outrageous uh, for him when he's playing centre. Uh, Pete, you and Aiken, Raymond, Isaiah Tass, Will Pensini, Dean Mariner, Sipha Talakai, Connor Tracy, Jack Bird, Kyle Felt, Daniel Tupu, Jordan Rapana, Jason Saab, Mike Sivo, Billy Smith, Bailey Simonson. Those are all the guys that are ranging from that 550 mark to about 580 mark. None of them have really grabbed my attention. Um, I think they're all, you know, sort of at the right price they should be. Daniel Tupu maybe is a little pod player. I know Timmy's always a fan of Daniel Tupu and I, and I, and I back it, uh, but just doesn't do it for me. Couldn't go near any of those guys. Roger Tuivasa-Shek. 
really interesting. Roger is obviously returning to the New Zealand Warriors. Sounds like he's going to play right center. Uh, and if he is going to play center, um, it's a little bit appealing just because of how strong that Warriors right edge is. If you are backing in SJ at halfback, if you're trying to go a little bit cheaper, then go on those absolute big dogs in Hines and Cleary. And you go on SJ, I can understand you go on Roger. He's priced at a 539k price tag, which you're looking at about a 53-52 point average. Uh, you have a look at his seasons over the last few years when he was playing. He was obviously uh, knocking that on the head pretty heavily. Uh, never averaged below 57. Uh, playing center, though, uh, I don't know. Is he, is he going to be able to get to those heights? On that strike edge, though, plenty of opportunity. Uh, I, I just don't know what to read into with Roger. I don't think I'll be going him. I think I'll be leaving him. Uh, there's just not quite enough value there for me. Uh, Roger is a classic guy, though, that if we get to week three, week four, and he's pumping out you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, you know, with just a hand in, in, in a try every week, uh, I start to consider him all of a sudden. If he was 400k, uh, it's probably a different conversation, but 539, it's probably just a little bit too much for me and a little bit too much unknown with Roger. If he's at fullback, different story once again, but it sounds like he will be uh, at right center. Uh, Jack Wyden, another interesting one, 529k, priced at a 51 point average. Uh, I thought towards the back end of the season, his base stat that's really jumped up, which looked really good. Uh, all of my instincts say no to Jack White, though. Just based on what I know from Supercoach over the last few years, all my instincts say no. Uh, the Canberra Raiders, they are a little bit of an unorthodox attack down there, a little bit boring, you could say. Jack coming into this high flare, South Sydney Rabbitohs side on that strike edge. Maybe he could be the play, but I just... I fear that you're paying 529k for Jack Whiten. I fear that if he doesn't score a try in the first two weeks, uh, you could lose money all of a sudden. We know that Jack Whiten, he is more than capable of having a sub-40, sub-30 point score in his game. Uh, he's probably improved over the last years a little bit, but he has just got those mid-30 scores in him on on any given week. So that's when he's playing 5-8, getting his hands on the footy, getting plenty of runs. If he's at centre, South Sydney on the back foot or whatever, I don't know. It just doesn't. And we know Latrell Mitchell, he's obviously got a great combination with Jack, but he loves that cutout ball as well. I just, yeah, I, I'm just not totally convinced on Jack. I want to, similar to Roger, I want to see him in the new system. I want to see how he goes there. Uh, Stags, no thank you. Murray Tulangi, Mara Seve, Jordan Pieras, Taruva, Pedram, Will Warbrick, uh, Tonema Paya. Dylan Lucas, really interesting one. Dylan Lucas is obviously dual position uh, to our CTW, which is very handy to have. Uh, obviously, if you are picking a guy like this at 500K, you want to have him in your CTWs, you want to lock him in there. You look at the stats of Dylan Lucas. Everything says he'll knock it out of the park. Uh, 502K, priced at a 49 average, uh, which is a lot. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but when you have a look at his games that he played 80 minutes last year, uh, he was averaging 56 in base. Um, my big question is, does he get that spot? And can he maintain it over time? And does he play 80 minutes? Tyson Rizal will probably play big minutes on one edge. I think, I believe, I've, I'm hearing rumors, Tyson Rizal will play on the left. So Dylan Lucas on the right. You'd obviously prefer him on the left, ideally, tries-wise. But being on the right, you know, is, is, is not a bad spot to be in Newcastle either. Um, I think he's a guy that if he gets the full 80 minutes every week, I think he'll average about 62 around that mark. So there is a little bit of value there, no doubt about that. I'm just not convinced he locks down that spot. Uh, they've obviously got guys like Jed Cartwright there. Uh, they've got, you know, Kai Pierce-Paul there as well. Uh, Brody Jones. They have got a couple of options, and I'm just... 
I'm just a little bit worried. It's a lot of money to invest if you get out there and he's playing 50 minutes um, and it's just sort of a wasted trade. So Dylan Lucas, he is one that I will probably sit back and watch for the first two to three weeks, get an idea of his role and his minutes and what it's going to look like and then maybe snap him up. But at the moment, uh, probably not the one I am looking at there, Dylan Lucas. But if we see that he's going to have that big role and whatnot uh, and he's averaging, you know, 55 odd, priced at a 49 average and he's getting some attacking stats here and there, very hard to turn down. He's got potential to be a, a season-long keeper. If you're a CTW averaging 56 in base, uh, which he was able to do in 80-minute games last year, you know, if you're a CTW averaging 50 in base in a decent side, you're probably a must-have guy. So we'll keep an eye on Dylan Lucas. He's got huge potential, a huge ceiling. He's could be the most consistent CTW in Supercoach, uh, but we will just have to see what that looks like as we get closer. Uh, Jake Averillo at 488k is the next name I've got written down here. Uh, names I went past there, Katoa, Tafare, uh, Stafatoa, no thank you. Jake Averillo, dual position, which is handy. Um, I don't know what to read into Jake Averillo. If he's playing uh, with Jermaine Asako outside him, he'll get plenty of points setting things up there. He always comes up with plays himself. I just I just worry about the base stats with him. Uh, we know that Wayne Bennett, tends to get the very best out of guys. This is a guy that is underachieved and I think has been undercoached for a long time. So I'm expecting Wayne to get quite a bit out of Jacob Avrillo. Will it be enough to play him in Supercatch Classic at 488k? My gut says no, so I'll be leaving him. Ty Munro, uh, Campiera, Suli, Dan Russell, Josh Adokar, Paulo, Tessie New, Adam Pompey, Tane Milne, Seb Chris, Zach Labart, David Nofaluma. None of those guys really interest me. Uh, the guy that does interest me here, who I have got in my side at the moment, a little bit of a punt, but Talon May uh, from the Penrith Panthers. I'm hearing there's a very good chance that he plays centre. Even if he doesn't play centre, he plays wing. Um, you have a look. Uh, he is priced at a 44 Average in 2022, the last full season he played, he averaged 64. So there's 20, 20 points of space there. Uh, even if he only goes up 10, I reckon that'll be handy to have. You have a look at the 20 games that he played in 2022. He only had two games that were sub 40. So very, very, very unlikely in that Panther side you're going to lose money on Taylor May. And I think he has a couple of very big games. Uh, there's a chance he could play right center if it's outside Nathan Cleary. We spoke about this with Isaac Tungo before. That is absolute fucking gold for me. Uh, I think Taylor May still got a huge career in front of him. I think because of his injuries, we've forgotten just how good Taylor May was. I personally think he's a better winger than he is centre, uh, but it looks like he's put on a bit of size, so it'll be interesting. And for me, that just says Taylor May, he'll just do even more work out of his own end. His base will be fucking sensational. Uh, you have a look. There was a five-week span in 2022 where he didn't score a single try, uh, which is going to be very uh, uh, unlikely and very rare in that Panthers side. He still averaged 45 during that period. So at absolute worst, you're not going to lose money on Taylor May, but I'm very confident you make money. If he happens to score a couple of tries in the best side potentially we've ever seen, how good. Um, Jesse Arthurs. And look, guys, I'm sort of going through this list now. There's a lot of irrelevant guys that are popping up on this list that I don't think any of us are really considering. So I'm just going to go through and talk about the guys that I actually that actually appeal to me or to other people. Uh, Jesse Arthurs, he was obviously massive for the Brisbane Broncos in the grand final. I think we're all expecting him to play a big role for Brisbane this year. Uh, CTW, 376K, priced at a 36 average. I reckon he would have scored 80-odd uh, without a try in that Broncos grand final last year. His break and tackles, line breaks everywhere. He was sensational. Uh, 
Um, his base stats have just always been pretty bang average, uh, and I'm just I'm not sure if he's able to turn that around. But it did feel like he turned a corner late last season. I think the other thing to consider with Jesse Arthurs is that he was playing left wing for the Brisbane Broncos. Who was inside him? Herbie Farmworth. Herbie Farmworth uh, hates to pass a football. He was taking them on all day. So hopefully Jesse Arthurs can get some more footy. I, I don't hate him, uh, but he's a guy that you know you got Corey Oates floating around, Dean Mariner, these sort of guys. His centre partner will change. He could end up being the centre for all we know. Uh, so he is an interesting guy, Jesse Arthurs, but he's not a he's not a home run for me. Uh, another one that I think is very very it just oh, I think he's got so much potential. It's not even funny. Um, and I remember when Semi Valame signed with the North Queensland Cowboys. I went, what the fuck are they going to do with him up there? He absolutely killed it. They've got the very best out of him. And my boy from the New Zealand Warriors, Valia, he heads up there as well. I think this kid has got so much potential. I think he's going to be. I think it's going to be a slow development, but I think once he hits his peak, Valia could be a genuine strike center in the NRL. Will this be the year? I'm not convinced. Uh, just untapped potential. He's ba- he, you know he's he's priced at a 35 point average. He averaged about 28 in base when he's playing 80 minutes. So he is going to need attacking stats and whatnot. But if that Cowboys team is humming and he manages to land a spot in it, uh, he could really blow it away, Valia. So one to keep an eye on. I reckon at some point throughout the season we'll be talking about him. I reckon he puts up some pretty impressive Queensland Cup stats throughout this season. Uh, Tommy Eisenhuth going to the Dragons. Look, I don't love the play. 356K. He is dual position. If he plays second row of the Dragons, who, you know, have lost Billy Burns, so... Christ, maybe he's a sniff. Uh, has to play 80 minutes to be considered. If we get to round one and Flano has settled on Tom Eisenhuth playing 80 minutes on an edge uh, and he's, you know, basing out 40, 45, uh, I'm not confident he can do that consistently. I'm not confident he can play 80 minutes every week. But if something does happen, then Tom Eisenhuth comes into calculations, but not for me at the moment. Uh, Bronson Zeri, I think you just need to have this guy. Assuming he lands in the centres for the Canterbury Bulldogs, which I, I think he will, I think he's just got too much upside not to have him there. And if he's not there at the start, he will be there at some point, Bronson Zeri. There's just too much ability for him not to be there. Price at a 34 average. Uh, you go back to 2021, the last time he played, a 56-point average there. He was averaging 30-odd in base. Um, and I just think he's too quick, too strong, too talented, not to score points at some point. Don't, don't love that he's in the Canterbury side. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but 340K, I just think it's dirt cheap. Jed Cartwright, 238K, big drop here. Uh, Jed's obviously dual position. Dylan Lucas, I think, would be ahead of him in the pecking order. Uh, but, I mean, if something does happen, there's always a couple of bolters from Teamless Tuesday. If Jed Cartwright uh, manages to land in the starting side for the Newcastle Knights uh, at 238K, that's priced at a 23 average, he could probably almost make money coming off the bench. So if he starts, uh, he'll be a guy that I think most of us will own, but I think a big if there. Uh, Harley Smith. Shields, CTW, coming from the Canberra Raiders, arriving at the Gold Coast Titans, uh, priced at a 23 average. Uh, I think you just have to pick Harley if he is in that starting side. If he's not, uh, that changes things a little bit. Uh, But I'm hoping that he is picked for round one and then we can pick him. Uh, Look, his numbers aren't fantastic, let's be honest here. Playing at the Raiders at the start of last season. uh, 80-minute games, he went 38, 25, 29, 25, 14. Um, You know, the reality is he probably would have lost money where he's priced at at the moment. But I just think a new start, that Titan side, they like to score points. I feel like Harley by the eye test is a little bit better uh, than what those numbers say. You go back to 2021. I'm just looking at how many games he actually played in 2021. I think it was at least 
five or six. I feel like he did a little bit better that season. Let's get, I uh, typed in Harley. I've got to type in Smith Shields. Let's have a look back to 2021 when he was playing then. Uh, what did he play? He played the last seven games for the Canberra Raiders, 43, 53, 31, 30, 92, 28, 56. Yes, yeah, sweet. So he would have made good coin based on those numbers. Average 48 points, 25 in base. Uh, when you're coming in as cheap as Harley is, uh, 238K with a 23 average, good as gold. So if he's in that Titan side, we start with Harley Smith-Shields. Um, KL Itero, obviously dual position, center wing, fullback, 219K. I probably don't need to tell you guys any more about this. We've been talking about uh, Ero for two years odd now. Um, and look, I think a lot of people are expecting him to play left center for the Cronulla Sharks and Sivitalikai shift into the middle or onto an edge, uh, which I completely understand. Uh, and that's what I would have done. I would have done it last year. I've said that to you guys on numerous occasions. But I just wonder, Craig Fitzgibbon, he had every opportunity to bring Euro in last year. He didn't. Um, he had a gun waiting there. He had guns in Atkinson. There is obviously, and I know a lot of us like, or oh, not not me, but I know a lot of you out there like to bag Talakai and say he shouldn't be there, blah, blah, blah. But the reality is that he does run for 180 metres in the centres. He is just about the best in the competition for run metres. He's not perfect everywhere else. Defensively, there are issues. I am well aware. Uh, but I just... I'm not sure if there's been an event that's blown up in Fitzy's face that has just said, hey, Iro needs to be the guy over Talico. I just haven't seen it yet. For me, I would have already done it, but I'm not totally convinced that's the move that he makes. Uh, it's what I would do, as I'm pointing out on a number of occasions, uh, but we'll just have to see. I, I think surely he plays at some point this season, uh, but I would have said that last year as well. So we'll see how it plays out. Uh, then you got one of these Raiders fullbacks, whether it be Chevy Stewart or Xavier Savage. Uh, we'd probably rather Chevy because he's at 219K for our 100K, get some money elsewhere. Uh, that's if he's named at fullback. I love Chevy Stewart. I've been talking about him for a long time. I remember when he was playing SG Ball and he signed with the Raiders. I brought it up on Bloke and I said, you know what? The Raiders, they're losing key guys over the next few years, but some of these young kids they've got have potential to be proper stars. I don't think Chevy's actually ready for first grade yet. Yet. Uh, but as I said on my Raiders preview a few weeks ago, I think the Raiders are going to have to ask a lot of a lot of young guys. They're probably going to have to ask too much this season. If Chevy's just out there, he will score tries here and there. He will come up with attacking plays. He's very talented. He's just very raw. You just got to have to be patient with him, Raiders fans. Uh, but I think when he's priced at a 21 average, uh, Chevy will come up with a couple of plays here and there uh, to make money there. So we'll be picking him if he's there. Xavier Savage, uh, dual position as well. It's like he fell off a, off the face of the Canberra earth last year. Uh, Chevy was playing fullback ahead of him, uh, hearing rumours that he might be, be in front at the moment. But I think a lot of that came from, I think people saw him wearing the Raiders 1 jersey in a photo shoot or something. Uh, I'll give you the hot tip. The, no jerseys are being handed out in December. Uh, not a fucking hope in hell. So I wouldn't be over-reading that. I think that's a little bit over the top. Uh, and I think people are just out-thinking the room there a little bit. I think there's a lot of water to go under the bridge still. If Xavier Savage does get into the side at fullback or on the wing, he's priced at a 34 average, which um, is okay. You know, he's he's fast enough to come up with some plays here and there. Uh, but Xavier Savage, he actually scores okay. You look at his three seasons, um, he's averaged 47, 46, 49. So uh, at a 30-odd average, if we can get him in there, fantastic. He will score some tries. He will come up with some base work at some point and uh, I think he'll be worth having. That's if he's at fullback. The big prayer is super coach wise that whoever Ricky Stewart picks, he just sticks with them at least for the first six or seven weeks. Let us make some cash. And then if you want to fuck around with it, sure. Be my guest. Uh, averages about 24 in base um, there. But he has, you know, you have a look at the back end of. 
2022 from Xavier Savage. He was pushing up into that sort of low 30s mark as well. So uh, plenty going on there down at the Canberra Raiders. I just hope whoever Ricky picks, whether it's Ethan Strange, whether it's um, Xavier Savage, Chevy Stewart, whoever it might be, just stick with them for seven weeks. Let us make a bit of cash on whoever the fuck you pick. And then hopefully you move to someone else that we can move to as well and make a bit more coin. But I just hope that someone stands up there and does, and does us a favour in Canberra because uh, I can see that being a real potential headache. Um, just having a look at the rest of this list. Anyone standing out to me? You've obviously got the very bottom of the list is Alex Young at the Sydney Roosters. That Dom, that's Dom Young's brother. I think he'll play Jersey Flag this year. I don't think. I think he's that age. I could be wrong. Actually, no. Actually, take that back. I think he's a little bit older. He was at the Jersey Flag Day a couple of weeks ago, uh, but I think that was just to uh, get him some gear and whatnot. Uh, what year is he born? Nineteen ninety nine. Oh yeah, so he's pretty old actually, Alex Young. Twenty four years old. I, I didn't realize he was that old. Uh, so Alex Young, he's one that I think is pretty far down the pecking order. Outside of that, no one really jumping out. I mean, a lot of people are messaging me about Alexander Lobb from the West Tigers. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, Carapani. If you have a look at him, he's CTW, 204K. He's got the Rabbitohs symbol next to him. He's actually up at the Brisbane Broncos. I don't think he's earned a contract there yet, but a very talented guy. Tony Francis, Ethan Ferguson. Not really uh, a stack of other guys sending out the there to me to be completely honest with you um, you know a couple of talented guys Simi Sasagi is an interesting one he's a CTW I believe he's actually going to be playing second row down there at the Raiders but I can't see a world where he starts there uh, Mapalangi there's obviously a, an opportunity at the Newcastle Knights uh, that right wing spot depending on who ends up taking that Mapalangi might be one to keep an eye on there Ethan Strange is obviously CTW as well 5'8 um Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, look, Josh Felity, people have asked me about him. I know he played first grade last year. Um, I don't think he's the answer. Uh, I don't think he'll be in the starting side. Robert Derby's a really interesting one. He impressed me towards the back end of the season. Um, Jesse McLean. Nick Kotrick's another one people are very keen on. Look, I get it. 274K for Nick Kotrick. Um, He just... Uh, it's amazing to think this guy was a kangaroo and stuff a couple of years ago. He's just not playing to that level. I understand he is so cheap that you just go, oh, okay, 27, he's got to... If he can just crash over for a try at some point, you know, sweet. But, my God, you have a look at some of his scores and whatnot. He's obviously not heavily favoured there in the nation's capital. Um, He is more than capable of going sub-25 in a game. Um, You know, if he scores, you know, he scored tries in two out of the last three games last season, 57-62. If he does that, good as gold. Uh, But, yeah, I just, I'm not sure what this Raiders attack is going to look like. And I don't overly trust Nick Kotrick to score tries, to be completely honest with you. Uh, You know, he played, how many games he played last year? Played 12 games, scored three tries. Um, The year before that, I just feel like the year before that, 2022, he played 19 games. How many tries did he come up with? 
Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, seven tries, yeah. Sure, maybe Nick Kotrick. I'm just not super confident on it, but maybe he is just too cheap to ignore. I'm hoping better options emerge, uh, but Nick Kotrick at that price, you know, 26, 27 average, sure. Uh, outside of that, no one else really jumping out of me. You got, you know, your, your, your Jamin Salmons, Isaac Thompson's, Gerard Skelton's. These guys are all interesting if they land big spots. Uh, Sua Falongo, obviously my boy. A lot of people looking at him. Uh, I've seen a, lo- a lot of people having him as their reserve fullback. Uh, fuck, we'll, we'll, we'll get to fullbacks tomorrow, but I think uh, you're probably going for the wrong Melbourne Storm fullback there at the price. 339K, he is a very, very talented player, Falongo. You guys know this. I've been telling you for a very long time. Uh, but yeah, that's you know, priced at about a 33 average there. If he plays, I think he comes off the bench. I don't think he's big enough to play in the centers. I know a lot of people have suggested that, but I, I just don't think you've watched enough of this kid if you think he's going to make it in the centers. I think he's just an out-and-out fullback. So hopefully at some point throughout the year, he becomes interesting. Um not sure why that would be. You know, fingers crossed that Pappy isn't injured or anything. Uh, but yeah, far longer. I think you're wasting a spot there. I think you can get him later in the year if need be. But uh, that's how I am looking at the CTWs at the moment. There will be bolters, guys, guys that will come from nowhere to grab spots here and there. Uh, a big one to wait for Teamless Tuesday. But I think, as I said off the top, the big thing you need to do for CTWs is get a gut feel and really back in that gut feel. Uh, I think we've all been there before where we haven't backed in our gut feel because the rest of the crowd said, no, that's stupid, go this guy instead. And it's uh, it's all hurt us at some point. So I'm a big believer when it comes to CTW, back your gut in, uh, which is why a lot of you guys, when you send me your teams, you've got CTWs that I don't agree with and I'll say that but then I say mate if you reckon he's going to have a big season if you reckon he's going to score tries early 100% go for him you have to back your gut in uh, I would have told people the start of last season Dane Gagai no thank you I would have told the people the start of last season Jermaine Osako no thank you uh, those guys turned out to be two of the best CTWs in the game so you just have to back your gut feel in whatever it might be if it's a Jake Avarillo if it's a you know a Jermaine Osako again if it's a Ruben Garrick whoever it might be Back your gut feeling. Uh, I think it's the best way to go with CTWs. Uh, last episode, positions-wise, will be fullbacks coming tomorrow, so stay tuned for that. Probably a bit of a shorter one because we've already covered a lot of these guys' dual position, uh, and I personally also think fullbacks is pretty up and down heading into season 2024. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. (laughs) A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, 
wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>